When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit radiobeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. Summertime, when it's time, when it grind. Yeah, I got the ring, I'm the champ, I'm the genie of the lamp. Go smoke that joint. Oh man, I've been on. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Um. All right. So <laughs> all that I was saying got me. So welcome back to the the Tuesday talks with KD. Uh, I'm your host, KD. You know, basically, uh, I was on mute the whole time. I just got got notified about that. Uh, so I apologize. So uh, I'll give you guys a little bit quick recap of what I was talking about. Basically, um. I give you this, we give you this show to basically talk about some of the stuff that's happening within the NFL, the scores, some of the updates, maybe some coaching changes, who's going to probably make the playoffs, stuff like that. And then at the end of it, I'll give you guys my power rankings. Uh, my power rankings aren't always uh, in line with ESPN, CBS, NBC, uh, uh, whoever it is. Uh, my power rankings are based off of the teams I think that are performing the best. And then also I look forward to their schedule. So so their schedule also kind of dictates who's who's in my pop, my top five uh, when it comes down to it. Now, there are some times to where there are no-brainers when it comes down to based off how a team is performing. I, like I'm not going to be uh, facetious and say, hey, okay, 
uh, 11 and 0 team shouldn't be in the, in the top five. That That's crazy. Uh, so with that being said, a little bit of math goes into it as well as, as well as a little bit of logic, uh, football logic when it comes down to this. Um, so if you haven't already, uh, be sure to like, comment and subscribe to support the channel. It really helps us out. We're trying to grow it. Um, so not just tackle the fantasy side of it, but start to get over into the real side of it. And who knows, you know, before long, we'll start, start to look at some different sports, maybe some basketball, maybe some baseball, whatever it may be and so forth. All right. So um, the the one thing I, I, I want to talk to you guys about is uh, well, how I do things is some of those games that I, 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 I talk about. Um, we're going to go into a, a little bit of analysis about what I think is going on with a team. And then we're going to talk about some games that, you know, hey, uh, that, that have no implication. And I'll basically just uh, scheme over them. So first game uh, up. It'd be the uh, Dolphins and the uh, Panthers. Uh, like I was saying, uh, I don't know if you guys heard it when I was muted or whatnot, but the, the Dolphins were 10 and 6 last year. They started off rocky. Now, all of a sudden, they're, they're moving forward to where they need to be. Don't know if they're going to possibly make the playoffs, but they, they're moving towards the right right direction, trying to get back to 500 at least. Um, I, I do know Brian Flores was considered to be on the hot seat, but after getting a I would say a monumental win against the Ravens that kind of sparked their season uh, to say, hey, okay, look, we don't have to lay down for every team that we don't want to. Uh, we can go out and compete and, and make people have to play us and, and keep them honest instead of just saying, hey, we're going to come to Miami and we're going to have a party. We're going to score a 50-burger on them, and then we're going to go to their clubs in the middle of the night, and then we're going to fly back home in the morning. No, nah, that, that's not that's no longer the case as of, as of late. Uh, so Miami's been doing what they needed to do. And hopefully they'll keep trending uh, in the right direction. Because um, because I actually like what Flores is doing. Now on the the flip side of that, the Panthers have have no idea uh, what this team's identity is going to be going forward. Uh, I do know when the Cam Newton come back, you know a lot of memes are going around. Uh, you know I'm back or whatever, and, and he got benched this particular game. So so for me. Uh, this is this this should serve uh, as some humility to that particular organization, especially losing CMC again for the rest of the season. Um, for for me, some people are saying, "Hey, he's 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 a bust already." Some people are saying he's not a bust. But for for me, outside of his one thousand yards receiving and one thousand yards rushing season, you can start trying to lean that away towards him being a bust. I'm not going to totally say he's he's a, he's a bust. He's a waste of a pick. Or whatnot, but I am going to sit here, sit here and say um, it, it is concerning that the fact that he hasn't finished the season. It, it's his second season in a row where he hasn't finished. So uh, I don't know if they need to just worry about his health and don't don't bring him back until he's 100 healthy. But then I don't know what all all damages have been done to that young man. So hopefully, uh, prayers for him. Hopefully, he can move forward and, and come back to the field uh, rather soon. Uh, just when he does come back. Hopefully he's he's fully healed uh, from his injuries and, and whatnot. All right. So the other other games I'm not going to talk too much about is uh, the Giants and Eagles, the Jets and Texans, the Bills and Saints, and then believe it or not, I'm a Ravens fan, but I'm not going to talk to you guys too much about the, the Ravens and, and the Browns. Um, but I'll go over each team where I think which each team is is doing. Uh, the Giants and the Giants is basically I, I think the Giants are trying to rebuild without saying rebuild, because I think that's for, for, for some of the guys on the team, 
I think that, that they'll lack the confidence uh, going forward, knowing that, hey, we're trying to rebuild something. And, oh, yeah, by the way, you're not part of the plan, particularly Daniel Jones, the quarterback. I, I just don't know if, if he's the guy uh, because looking at their team uh, on the offseason, I was just I just knew as a fan, I was like, you know, I was like, man, the Giants could be scary if all this comes into fruition and these guys actually develop the chemistry that's needed. Um, offensively. Didn't have an issue about their defense because their defense was going to be their defense. It's going to be a, a middle of the pack towards start to start to move towards the, the top 10 in defense. That's that's provided if the offense is effective. The offense hasn't been effective, so therefore their defense is going to struggle. And it's going to it's only a matter of time before your defense gets fatigued. Injury starts settling in because they've been on the field 80% of the time and just not not good for them. Uh, the Eagles uh, the the Eagles, I just don't see them moving anywhere without being consistent. You, you turn around, you get a you know, huge win last week, and then now this week, you know, you lay a blunder. You know, you get seven seven points. Um, for me, that's not that's not what you need uh, when it comes down to um, your quarterback. If you say Jalen Hurts is the guy, Jalen Hurts, you have to be consistent. Point blank, period. There's no if ands, buts. There is no – you can have an off game. It's fine. You can have an off game, but you must stay effective. you got to stay effective. And if you, you're not effective, you see what, what, what you're going to get. You lose these games that you're supposed to win. Now, the, the other thing about this is the NFC East is, is not where they should be performance-wise. Dallas Cowboys have the, the, the leg up in the division. They still do, uh, believe it or not. But – the thing about it is you're losing that that hold over it as you turn around and you don't win. You don't widen the gap when it comes down to certain teams. Because I'll tell you, you know, Washington football team could still sweep, swoop in and take that division away from you. So if, if that's the case, now you're talking about the Cowboys who were, you know, some people were picking them as Super Bowl favorites. Um, they were basically saying, hey, look, these guys have a chance to do it. And now you go from Super Bowl favorite to possibly a wild card or probably not even making the playoffs. And that's crazy just to think about. All right. So the Jets and Texans, <laughs> Operation Rebuild. <laughs> you know, um, th- these guys are still trying to find their way. Nobody knows exactly what's going on with Deshaun Watson. Is he going to be traded? Is he going to be released? Um, just don't know what's going to go on with him. Um, because, you know, I think they were they were talking early in November by November 2nd, I think the trade deadline or whatnot, he was supposed to be traded to Miami. Miami didn't agree to their trades or, or whatnot. And then lo and behold, poof, the, tr- the trade is gone. It's off the table. <laughs> they didn't agree. He's still uh, with the Houston Texans. I don't know if he's being fined or whatnot. Um, so I do know they were talking about putting him on the exempt list or, or whatnot. I have to research a little bit more about that and see what's going on with him. Um, I do know he's still on the roster technically, but don't know if he's coming to do workouts or whatever it may be uh, or anything like that. And then my thing is, what is he doing to stay in shape? What is he doing to stay into football shape? Is he just sitting at home, uh, uh, you know, drinking Long Island iced teas, or, or is he actually going out and doing work, working on routes and stuff like that with receivers and so forth? All right, uh, the Saints and Bills. Um, Net to see here. <laughs> this was this was one of those games that, that kind of went the way it was supposed to go. Um, regardless of how the Bills did it, they did it. They they beat up on the Saints. You know, the Saints lose all the offensive power, uh firepower 
and Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. They already were without Jameis Winston. Uh, Simeon, is, he's, he's just – he's too flip-floppy. He, one minute he looks like he wants to play uh, next few few games, and he's just like, wow. I just can't believe it, the difference. Uh, you know, he's either all in or either all the way out. There's no – no he has to find the ground. Once he finds his middle ground to where he's comfortable uh, and he's not making so many mistakes, because that's the other thing. It, the Saints doesn't have the offensive firepower, so now if you take the ball away from their offense, their, their defense is, is on the field much longer, so they're gassed now. They can't continue to get three and out. They can't continue to, to get turnovers. So now guess what happens? The offense has to negate some of that. The offense can't negate it now, so guess what happens? You turn around, now you're in a blowout because as soon as you get the ball back, you're trying to erase an 18-point deficit. So guess what? Mathematically speaking, you know, the chances I have is, is probably better trying to throw the ball, especially when I don't have a, a, a running game, or a potent running game, or somebody that's reliable. So, so when it comes down to that, it's, it's just you know that you put that, def- that you put that defense in harm's way each and every time you do that, and that's exactly what's been going on with them. So hopefully um, they'll address their quarterback backup uh, if, if James James is the guy going forward. They'll address their quarterback situation in the offseason. Uh, particularly in the draft. And then they also probably need to get another running back because I'm pretty sure if Mark Ingram doesn't retire this year, he's probably going to retire next year. So if I were them, I would definitely look at getting another running back and and possibly another receiver because who knows what's going on with Michael Thomas? Who who knows? Just just don't know what's going on with the guy. So, all right. Um, In the last game before I move on um, that I'm not going to really talk too much about, it's uh, the Ravens and Browns. So uh, this this particular game, uh, it gave me you know heart palpitations all throughout the night. It, it just for me, it seemed like the Ravens were trying to take the game away, but then at the same time, it was like, no, wait a minute, Browns, you you can have it. We don't really want it. We, we kind of want to you know leave you around because we like to 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 keep it interesting, or we we like to 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 mess things up and so forth and so on. So as soon as the you know the Ravens would get a turnover, they turn around and give it back. Now, as soon as they get it back, they'll stop the Browns, and then next thing you know, hey, it's a three a three and out for the Ravens, or they do another interception. So two things I'm, I'm the two people I'm going to talk about uh, that I think the the blame should be be put on, and it's both of the quarterbacks. If you're going to give both of these quarterbacks high praise when they win games, then you give them uh, you know most of the criticism. And, and it's simple because this, if this is a quarterback-driven league, then the quarterbacks need to take the brunt of it, especially when you're directly affecting the game. The, Lamar Jackson just looked unsettled the whole entire night. Um, and then when he did get settled, he was speeding things up when he didn't really need to speed his reads up. It's, it was very simple to, to, to sit in the pocket, dissect certain things, and then see what they've given you after the snap. To, for me, on, on two of his interceptions, he looked. He he eyeballed the receiver straight down, and he never looked and located where the safety was. The safety pinched down, come down in the middle, right exactly where he's going to throw it. The the overthrow. Uh, I mean, the, the throw to to Mark uh, Mark Andrews, the one that where the guy where he tipped it and the guy caught it. Um, great great interception. But had he looked looked him off, he would realize. Hey, or had he looked him off, he'd realize. Hey, wait a minute. Or he would have looked to see where he was. He probably wouldn't have had 
probably wouldn't have wanted to throw that ball. Yeah, I know it's a one-on-one situation, but at the same time, Mark Ingram, I mean, Mark Andrews beat him beforehand. So if you found if you found that it probably wouldn't have been a, a, a you know a, a three ball it probably would have been a two ball you know basically you throw it a little bit a little bit more velocity on it versus you know throwing it up in the air and and make it a 50 50 because when you throw it up in the air you give it make that 50 50 you allow that that safety to come back down and get get into play um, so if you throw the two ball basically on a little bit more on a rope now you basically saying hey okay look. You're out of position, so I got a chance to either catch this ball or you interfere with me. The worst case scenario, the ball falls to the turf and, and we live to fight another day. But that's neither here nor there. Now, uh Baker Mayfield. I I, un- I understand one to be mentally, physically tough. I understand that. You know, me being a prior service, uh, you know, uh retiree from the army, and there's, there's times I didn't want to do certain missions. There's times I didn't want to do uh, certain patrols in certain areas and so forth. But, you know, I always look for the reason behind why I was doing what I was doing. So that's the one thing that kind of motivated me. Shoot, I just wanted to get back home, you know, to my wife and to my family. Um, so it, it was it was simple of what what my motivation was to do it. For me, I don't know, I don't see that motivation in Baker Mayfield. I think he's just doing it, trying to, hey, okay, look, I want to prove you guys that I belong here, that I belong here, that I'm not some bust or, or whatever it may be. And, and for me, that's not how you prove the way you're not a bust you're, or you're not a wasted pick or you are the guy going forward. How you do it is you, you, you're you more calculated in your decisions. There, there were times to where, you know, he didn't move around a lot because, yeah, I got it. He's beat all the hell. And if you beat all the hell, there's nothing wrong with coming down off your horse and saying, hey, look, I can't go today. I can't go this week, especially because you play the Ravens two times in a matter of three weeks. So, so it, it, what happens if you got significantly injured this particular time? Now you're not even available for the third time, for or for the second time. So now you potentially lose the, the division, lose the division, the 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 possibility of trying to make the playoffs, and then oh yeah, by the way, you lose your quarterback too because he's all banged the hell up. Hopefully, he can get healthy. And, and be ready to go the next time they play the Ravens in, in two weeks. So uh, hope I'm hoping for the best for him. Um, one person that I do want to talk about a little bit before I move into the other games is Miles Garrett. Look, a lot of people want to have the Browns and Ravens as some Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore rivalry. Even Pittsburgh and Baltimore rivalry doesn't go beyond the field like like people think. Like. I was just looking at um, an article about Lamar Woodley, Pittsburgh Steelers linebacker. I want to say in 2008-2009, he said, you know, the Ravens will never win another Super Bowl as long as Pittsburgh, as long as he was in Pittsburgh. So, you know, everybody know history, Baltimore went and won the Super Bowl in 2012. So, before they won their Super Bowl, they put out the Ravens in 2008-2009. They put out the Ravens and he had a conversation with Ray Lewis. He had a conversation with Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis was giving him advice about, you know, playing in the big game and yada, 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 and so forth and so on. You know, hey, certain things that, hey, don't let this moment pass you by, that type of stuff, that type of, hey, big brother type of love when it, when it comes down to it. And it, it led to the point to where he was rooting for the Ravens in 2012, 2013, 
uh, to win the Super Bowl against the 49ers. So with that being said, you guys got to understand football is the game we they play, which is fine. But at the same time, it's a brotherhood. It's a brotherhood to be in the NFL because at some point you got to come back in and go, go to a conference. Whether there be a conference about all the players, defensive players, maybe just linebackers, maybe just DNs. It, it may be some training that you got to do on a certain social justice issue or whatever it may be. So you got to see these guys passing through the conferences or, or even in their cities. You see these guys and so forth at certain events and so forth. You can't run around with that animosity of, hey, I hate you because of you playing in a rival city or a rival team or whatnot. Oh, yeah, by the way, you, that hatred that you have, you're only a stroke of the pen away from being on the same team. That's right. NFL is a business. So so with that being said, kudos to, to, to Miles Garrett for um, having the sportsmanship to, hey, look, Lamar Jackson, you made a great play. And kudos to Lamar Jackson for for, for uh, reciprocating that. So with that being said, don't, please don't drag Miles Garrett for dapping up Lamar Jackson. Please don't drag Lamar Jackson for dapping up Miles Garrett. It's a respect factor. Just, just leave it at it, as it is. All right. So now uh, let me get to some of your guys' questions before I move to the game. Uh, no. <laughs> All right, I see some of you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. I see that. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, JC, for letting me know. All right. All right, so he said, yep, Baltimore will look awful. Yeah, hey, look, I, I, you know me. You know me. I'll take a struggle, ugly win over a, you know, a pretty loss. I'll, I'll take it any day of the week. You know, we score 40 points, but the other team scores 41. Nah, I, I'm good. I, I'll win. I won a game 2-0. to zero. In fact, my Auburn Tigers won a game against uh, Mississippi State 2-3. Uh, to three. I cheered like they won a national championship. So, All right. All right. So no questions. Just uh, pretty much a shout out and so forth. All right. So if you guys haven't already, if you're still here with us, uh, be sure to smash your like button, uh, hit hit the follow, um, tell your friends about the stream. What we do, we hear every day, Tuesday, 11 o'clock Eastern. Uh, I'll basically come to you guys until the, the season ended. And I'll basically just talk to you guys about some of the stuff that's going on within the NFL and how each team fared and, and so forth. All right. So, all right. So now we're going to get into the games that I'm going to talk about. All right. So, all right. So the first game I'm going to talk about is going to be the uh, Chicago Bears versus the Detroit Lions. This was a game that was on uh, Thanksgiving. Um, I was rooting for the Lions. Um, reason why I was rooting for the Lions is this was probably one of their winnable games. Um, and I say the reason why I was root, it was one of their winnable games because it's a division game. They know the Bears. They're typically going to play them hard. They play play better on, on Thanksgiving for some odd reason. They do. That they, they had their chances to win this game. Um, I just think organization-wise, they need a little bit more um, of, of preparation. Um, and then on, on top of this, uh, I don't understand how they, they just went, let the skill positions go uh, unnoticed almost, if you will. I know they lost a lot in free agency and whatnot, 
but to not bring anybody in because because right now you you're relying on a, a bunch of you know no names and unproven type of guys you know these these weren't even guys that were that were big in the draft or rookies or anything like that these are guys just just on your team just 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 to be on there and for for me Jared Goff has has not thrived in the offense without having premier talent since he's been in the NFL. He's always needed the premier talent. He's always needed it. You know, but somebody did a graph. Uh, I think Jared Goff is 0-16 or something like that without Sean McVay, something crazy like that. So uh, with that being said, it just – that's eye-opening. That's eye-opening to me, the fact that you haven't won a game. And it, it is not like you haven't been in some games. You, you've been in the games. It's just the fact that you haven't found a way to close them. And part of the reason of closing is your offense. Your, your offense, you, you can't continue to give us 150 yards of offense and thinking that's going to win. That's going to win you games. You, you got, matter of fact, in this game, you, you have a receiver 123 yards of offense, a receiver. And, and you have your entire offense on the other side is 160-something yards or 190 yards or whatever. So, so if that's the case, you can't you can't win that game. You can't win that game. Yeah, in this particular case, they end up with 200-some-odd yards. But at the same time, you have one guy or two guys on the other team that, that has surpassed you in yardage. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, you couple that with a couple of interceptions, a couple of fumbles. Now you you basically put yourself in, in, a, in a situation where you can't win. You can't win. The, the game was pretty much even. For the, throughout the game, it's just the fact that you you couldn't capitalize on some of the mistakes the Bears made early, and and that to me that that's the reason why you you lost this particular game. Um, I, I will tell you, Detroit has a bright future if they keep the nucleus of these players together. If they for some odd reason they get free agent happy and they start letting players players go and so forth and so on. Um, if it were me in the draft, I'm definitely going skill position. I'm going skill position. Um, I like their defensive line. It's underrated. Uh, I would definitely go get another linebacker and another um, uh, person in the secondary. Uh, Fairly should be should be okay. Uh, I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know if he's back already or not. He should be should be good for them. Uh, I just he needs some other additional guys to help them out. Um, I, I do like some of the stuff they're doing. I just hope they would they would fix their situations in the draft. Uh, also, you need. Probably one more lineman. One more lineman. They banged up pretty much. And once that offensive line got banged up, then it, it started to show, hey, how 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 much they needed all their guys uh, 100% healthy. So, but other than that, uh, super proud of the job that uh, uh, Campbell is doing there. I, I just hope he doesn't cry no more at the podium. Um, now, moving forward with the Bears. The Bears are in disarray. They won this game, but it wasn't because of them winning the game because of you know, Detroit just didn't capitalize. Uh, Nagy is is definitely out. Um, it, it's it's inevitable. I just don't know how long they're going to continue to hold on uh, to him. He he is he is definitely gone. Um, some of the sources that I'm seeing um, saying he definitely will not finish the season. Uh, I can definitely see that. It's just a matter of they're probably going to see. Hey, okay, if we get to ten losses, now it's official. <laughs> We, we got to see you see you on your way. Um, so I, I think that's the magic number. It, it, you know, if they stay four and ten, or they get to four and ten, 
I think it's official. Like, hey, look, there's no no need to to prolong something that we think that's not going to happen. Because even then, even if they get back to 500, they're, they're probably still not going to be a wild card in, in the NFC. It's just probably not. All right. So moving along to the next game, game number two, will be the uh, Las Vegas Raiders uh, versus the Dallas Cowboys. Um, look, Dallas fans, um, you can't continue to do this. <laughs> Some of you guys, you win a game and you guys are super happy over the moon. We're going to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is ours. The Super Bowl goes through goes through Dallas this year. Yada yada yada, so forth and so on. Which is fine. I'm not telling you to not be prideful for your team. What I am I am telling you is that you got to pipe down some of your expectations because then your team turn around and lay an egg like this. And what I mean by lay an egg is is you look at Dak Prescott, right? That that Prescott had no interceptions. He was sacked once. No, think think about that. No interception, sat once, over 350 yards passing, two multiple touchdowns, but you lost the game. Just, just think about that. So, so if, if I was to tell you that without you looking at any of these stats or whatnot, you would say, "Hey, you know what? The Dallas Cowboys probably won that game." Absolutely not, because if you look on the other side, right, the other team had 500 some odd yards of total offense. You sacked their guy three times, one touchdown, no interceptions. You want to know the big difference? The big difference is just like I always tell you guys: the run game. The run game. Helps out your defense. Your defense does not have to be lights out. The, the Raiders didn't do anything super spectacular. They didn't. They didn't have turnovers from that back Prescott. So with that being said, so with that being said, guess what they did? Hey, let's just control what we can control. Not give up the big plays, and we'll live with what we got. We'll live with what we got when it comes down to it. Now, the officiating. Officiating. Look at this point. We can't even rely on the officials to do make the correct call. Just just being honest. Some of the some of the during some of the games, it's just so egregious. You're just like, how and why would you make that? But rather than them going back and, and turning around and fixing it, because you know they, they're getting the calls from New York or whoever it is, letting them know, look, hey, this is what it is, but you're there on the ground. You made the call. There's no way to fix it now. We got to make this game end. We got to end this game. It's, 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 believe it or not, you know, the, the games are on a time crunch when it comes down to, hey, okay, look, the, the next game is coming up, whether it be TV purposes, whether it be actual in-game um, uh, situations or whatever it may be, the, the games have to go and end at a certain time. Yeah, I, I got it. You know, they would – People would say, hey, okay, look, yeah, you have seven hours to end the game or seven hours to complete a game. Truth be told, when if I'm refereeing a game, I'm thinking about when the game ends. I'm not thinking about a seven-game overtime or a seven-overtime game or a three-overtime game or whatever it may be. There's a reason why, there's a reason why you can't have that when it comes down to the overtime period. There's a reason why now you have overtime. Uh, overtime, after you get done with overtime, it is it. That is the end of the game. There's a reason for that. So so each one, each one official or, or whether it be college or NFL, whatever it may be, there is always an end to the game in sight. Somebody always thinking about that game being ended. 
So with that being said, they're not they're not going to come in and say, hey, look, let's make every call. So now this game, instead of being on a three-hour crunch, now this game is six hours because we made every call. So with that being said, you guys have to know that going forward that, hey, guess what? We we can't expect the officials to call each and every call, whether it's uh, for our team or against our team. We just can't expect that. Now, the Raiders tried to get this game away. Believe it or not, they tried to give it away. You know, they didn't. They didn't have uh, Waller. He got knocked out. That was part of it. The, the The run game started to struggle late in the game, so it, it was, hey, okay, um, what can we do to try and uh, negate some of the stuff that Dallas is doing? Okay, just don't give up the big play because, oh yeah, by the way, all their receivers are are, are pretty much banged up outside of Gallup. Everybody else is, is – we're not worried about Amari Cooper. We're not worried about Lamb. Okay, cool. So who do we got to stop? All right, just don't let Gallup beat you deep. We're good. And, oh, yeah, by the way, some of that back receivers, they were dropping passes. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Maybe that's the situation of, hey, in practice, they need to get some reps with Dak Prescott instead of the, the backup. Um, maybe it's it's – Hey, we need to give them a package or, or whatnot. If you don't give them a package, then then how do you expect them to get some in-game type of reps and, and come there and, and and make those plays like they need to make them if you never give them an opportunity to come up and practice at a higher level? If you continue to have them practice with the, the twos and the threes, then you put me on the field, I'm probably not going to perform the best best to, to the best of my ability because of that. All right. So um, the, the Cowboys dropped this game. Uh, the, the Raiders stay in contention. Believe it or not, I think everybody in the AFC West is within one game. Um, the, the Cowboys dropped this one. Uh, as you guys know, uh, Washington football team won last night. Uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later. Um, but, uh, you know, the, their lead is diminishing before their eyes, before the Cowboys' eyes. So they're not a, they're not a favorite for the uh, the NFC East. If they continue to, to to lose these games that they're supposed to win, all right. So um, this particular one, um, this is a head scratcher for me. It's, it's a head scratcher for me. Uh, the first one um, for the the, the for, uh, games that happened on Sunday is is a head scratcher because of how they did it. How they did it is is a head scratcher because. Pittsburgh defense was was known or historically known for not being beat beat up in the run game, not being beat up in the run game. For for me, this was, you know, you let Joe Mixon just go off to do what he wanted to do, anything that he wanted, he he, he got it. Um, case in point, you know, over 160 yards running, two touchdowns. Um, and for for me, it was. It was they just took their time and made Pittsburgh play the game they wanted them to play. They took their time, as you can see, the time of time of possession. Um, they took their time with their, their offense, and, and they just, hey, we got them tired now. Now we're going to take our, our chances to dink and dunk them. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, um, T. Higgins is the guy. Because they were giving a lot of attention. Pittsburgh was giving a lot of attention to Jamar Chase. So, you know, they kind of – I would say they forgot about T. Higgins, but he wasn't getting the the, the respect as as Jamar Chase was getting. So, and kudos to to their OC for doing this. Kudos for them to to saying, "Hey, okay, look, 
we know that you guys are beat up in the secondary. We know Minka Fitzpatrick is the guy. We know uh, Hayden. I think Hayden was out, so it was, hey, look, we're gonna take our take our time, be methodical with the with the run game, and then oh yeah, by the way, when it's time to make our big plays, we'll take our chances. And then um, this thing, when you do that to a Pittsburgh type of offense, uh, offense that hey they don't they don't have the uh, explosive play guys. You, you know you you Claypool yeah he can he can catch a jump ball that that's fine. But what I mean is is catching a, a slant three four yards and, and get some yards after the catch and, and get a touchdown. They don't have those guys. Deontay Johnson yeah he's a speedster guy. Um, and Washington they're, they're speed guys. But Pittsburgh offense is not that. Hey look you know. Yards after the catch type of offense. They are methodical. They like to beat you up a little bit. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, we take our chances down the field, get our tight end involved, and so forth and so on, and, and, and live with what the results are. The biggest thing is Pittsburgh's health on the defensive side and then the ineffectiveness of their offense, the ineffectiveness. What I mean by ineffectiveness is as soon as you get them down, now it's it's to the point to where hey we can't stop you so we have to go in panic mode. We go into panic mode just like I was talking to you guys about um, the the Saints. But we can't stop you, and our offense is fluttering half of the time. We we, we basically stalling out. So now we have to go into panic mode and we got to speed things up. Whether it be progressions, whether it be taking shots, whether it be calling different type of plays, uh, eliminating the run game, not giving, not sticking sticking to what you know. Um, and it's kind of hard to do that because you're going to end up getting blown out. And lo and behold, guess what? You got blown out anyway. You got blown out anyway. Um, big win for Cincinnati to stay in contention, stay one game, I think one game away uh, from the AFC North uh, win. I mean, the AFC North uh, crown. Um, now, moving forward in the draft, in the draft, if, if, if I'm Cincinnati, um, I, I turn around and I continue to beef up both of my lines, my offensive and defensive line. Reason being, in the AFC North, you need to be able to run and you need to be able to stop the run. If you can do both, you, you're going to be doing good in the AFC North in years to come. Joe Burrow is, is doing what he needs to do. He's, he's cut down on some of his, his, his mistakes. He still had an interception, got sacked twice or whatnot. No, no big deal. That, that, that stuff is going to happen. You can't go sack-free and interception-free the entire season. What I would like to see is, like I said, show up both of those offensive lines, give you some depth at both those positions, and then now you can contend each and every year for the AFC North. So uh, good, sh- uh, huge shout-out to the Bengals and their staff for, for coming together, putting together this game plan and going out executing. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know where you guys are going from here. Don't know where you're going from here. I don't know if this is going to be Mike Tomlin's first losing season. Um, if it is, uh, Ryan Clark expressed all his disappointment uh, with the mindset of the team. Um, hopefully, that will start kickstart their fire. They're, they're five, five, and one right now. Um, for me, if I'm if I'm on their staff or I'm a player, um, I have a members. I mean, not a, a players only meeting, and we 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 talk about what our issues are. Maybe it, it's a lack of focus. Maybe it's it's a lack of commitment. And maybe it's it's, it's, hey, we're not executing. Maybe um, pe- people are waiting till later in the season to turn it on, to, to, to say, hey, okay, look, we are always in it as long as we get into the playoffs. And 
if you had that mentality, as you can see, their record, they're on the outside looking in. If the season ended right now, Pittsburgh Steelers did not make the playoffs. Did not make the playoffs. That's that's crazy to think about. Be, not because of coming into the season they had high expectations. It's because we always see the Pittsburgh Steelers as them finding a way to figure things out. Ben, look, find whatever mirror you need to find. And, and, and the one that's going to tell you the, the brute, honest truth, and you need to adhere to what that mirror is going to tell you. Because that mirror is going to tell you, this ain't it, man. It's a wrap. It's, it's time for you to go. And the reason why I say that it's time for him to go is because, yeah, getting rid of the ball quicker is one thing, but it's, if it's an incompletion, it's not effective. Getting rid of the ball and completing it is it, good. It's fine. Because now you can sustain drives with the dinks and don'ts. Can't even do that anymore. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, when you start to do that, you start to turn the ball over. You're stationary in the pocket, meaning you're not going to outrun nobody. Right? So so now you, you you couple that with all, all the other things. You can't outrun anybody. You're stationary. You don't move the ball down the field because you can't throw it down the field. You you Oh, yeah, by the way, the run game is, is subpar now because guess what? Because you can't move around. Nobody's worried about you as a threat, so they go tee off on Najee Harris any chance they get. So now you have an ineffective offense, just flat out. Ineffective. It's just not going to work whatsoever. And you try different things. You try little gadget plays. You try to give other players carries and, and so forth. It is just not going to work because no matter who it is, as soon as they get back there, teams are basically saying, hey, I'm going to put two people on the running back. We ain't worried about Ben. We ain't worried about Ben. He, he ain't outrunning nobody. Even if he takes off, we're not worried about it. So, so with that being said, it's just something's have to give. And at this point, the Steelers are going to either have to protect their season or they're going to just say, hey, look, we're just going to ride with Ben Ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger and find out where we, where we lie at the end of the season. For me, if your legacy is, is indeed what you think it is or what you're saying it is, the player can't come before the organization, meaning, hey, we can't stay loyal to Ben Roethlisberger. I'm just being honest. Whether it's, hey, I come up with a plan to, to have these other quarterbacks throw 10 to 12 passes a game or, or, or some along that number, and I don't give them too many shots, but I can't continue because at the end of the day, what's the difference? What would be the difference? I get a guy 15 to 20 passes or 10 to 15 passes 186 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, no sacks. I lose the game. What's the difference between a guy 250 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions, three three times, he was sacked three times, and oh yeah, by the way, we didn't win. We got blown the hell out with the guy who I thought was the, the franchise. Oh, not the franchise. I got who I thought we had a future with within the, the, the near future, basically saying, hey, we can get through this season. I just don't see it. So, So for me, Quarterback change has to happen. If quarterback change doesn't happen, you have to change the way you you call your plays or whatnot. Because right now you 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 don't scare anybody offensively, and now defense is starting to take hits for it because you're losing T.J. Watt week in and week out. It's just just not cool because that's supposed to be your best best guy on defense. If you can't play defense as a Pittsburgh Steelers, then what can you do? Just 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 crazy to me. So, Hopefully they'll figure it out and move forward and and, and try and make the, the playoff. So because I don't want I don't want for for me I don't want to hear the the excuses later on 
because of what you had to battle through. Either you with them or you're not with them. I want you to put your best possible product on the field because as I talk to some of the Steelers fans, I know exactly what, what I'm going to hear. Being this, being that, being this, being that, being this, being that. Look, I, we heard it before. You heard it before. So, so at, at this point, I don't want to hear that come the end of the season if you continue to put that guy on the field. You continue to put that guy on the field, it's basically you knew it, you knew where he wasn't, and you continue to just ride along with him. You can't do the same thing expecting different outcomes. You just can't do it. Uh, all right. Uh, somebody asked, from our, am I from Baltimore? No, I am not from Baltimore. I'm a huge Baltimore Ravens fan, as you can see, though. All right. So moving along to the uh, next game, game number four. It's uh, the Indianapolis Colts and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This game was probably the best game of the evening um, for for me. The reason why I say it was the best game of the evening for me is because of what each team did. Um, Indianapolis had some struggles um, early on. Um, Carson Wentz just, I think the moment he, he, he needed a little bit of time to relax, to dial in, to get to, to understand, hey, look, I don't have to really out-duel uh, Tom Brady. I could just let, let my my offense run the way it needs to run, and we take what they give us. Because they were giving up a lot of a lot of uh, run plays. Like they were – Jonathan Taylor is a beast. He, he's a beast. Let's, let's be honest. You know, uh, I'm happy they found out that they had this type of beast because had they not did this, I could have seen him – taking that role that he has and going to another team and just balling the hell out because of the coach not realizing who they have on their roster. So kudos for, for them. Um, you know, they can pat themselves on the back when they realize, hey, wait a minute, we playing around giving other people's carries. You know, we got this guy on our team that could, that could t- potentially be the best guy in the NFL running back-wise. All we got to do is just give him the damn ball. And that's exactly what they're starting to do, which is good. And as you see that, the offense is not stagnant as much now because the defense is still – they're still pretty good defensive-wise. They're banged up on the offensive line, but you you help uh, give yourself a shot in the arm by basically saying, hey, okay, we don't have to be 100% effective all the time because we're just going to out-physical you sometimes. When we need to do it, we can do it. Um, the other thing is – their wide receivers started to step up as well. Pittman, uh, they got T.Y. Hill in the back. He's, he's starting to contribute again. Um, Pascal is not not bad. He's a good compliment to the guys. At times, I think they over-target him. Um, but for the most part, these guys are starting to understand, hey, look, we don't have to get the 50-yard passes. We can kind of dink and dunk people because most of us, we, we're good with yards after the catch. And that's one thing I will tell you. If you allow them – <laughs> they'll they'll take a screen pass and go seventy five yards on you. They'll they'll take a, a sweep out of the backfield and go seventy five yards on you. They that's this type of offense. They don't they don't have to have the big playability. I mean the big plays all the time. But if they get them, they would definitely capitalize off of them. And, and that's one thing I will say. Either one of these guys outside of their tight ends obviously have that ability to 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 go down and make a big play and so forth. So the future is bright for the coach. I don't know if Carson Wentz is going to be the guy going forward. The reason why I said I don't know if he's going to be the guy going forward 
he is silently having a good season, but their record is not indicative of what he's doing when it comes down to it. I think I've looked at it. Uh, I think Carson Wentz was uh, 20-some-odd touchdowns, and he's single, single in, in, in interceptions, I think. Um, let, me, let me double check. So um, with that being said, if he's having that type of season, then, you know, you would think, you know, not MVP discussion, but at least – the, the rumblings would start if you if you would think a guy would be um, in that situation and not get any kind of looks. So yeah, he uh, he is uh, twenty one touchdowns and, and five interceptions, and and almost nobody put him on his radar as a MVP. So with, with that being said, is like yeah, they're six and six. Uh, they started awful, started god awful. Uh, so with that being said, he's trying to right the ship. Hopefully, he can. Uh, or hopefully this team can, and he can start to get some in, in, in consideration of, of MVP. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I, I, me, I don't like to put any kind I don't like to be biased. I know Jeff Lodick likes to say <laughs> I, I, I have bias towards Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, but um, I, I will tell you, you know, Lamar Jackson is not the front runner for MVP. And, and I'll, say, I'll say the reason why. Is he the, the number one contributor for Baltimore? Absolutely. He's not the front runner because of the effectiveness. It, it's, it's yes, you, you he gets big plays. He's phenomenal. He's a great athlete and so forth and so on. However, there are, there are some times to where Lamar Jackson doesn't always have to affect the game, if, if, if that, that makes sense to you guys. Meaning, hey, okay, the Ravens can run the ball. Their defense, if their defense plays good, they can influence the game more than, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson has to. Now, I say he has to. That doesn't mean that happens all the time. Lamar Jackson makes these plays because he says, you know what, if if, if I don't do it, who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna come from? Who's he going to come from? I have no running backs. I can't rely on my running backs. The receivers I have – Every last one of them I have or was either two years in the system, three years in the system. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Hollywood Brown is the the biggest continuity blanket he has outside of Mark Andrews, which, which everybody knows. Everybody knows that. If I stop these two guys or control these two guys, and I don't really have to stop Hollywood Brown. All I got to do is bump him off the line and we're good. Disrupt his timing and we're good. Mark Andrews is the guy that I really have to control. If I control those guys, we're good. So with that being said, Mark uh, Lamar Jackson has to, he believes he has to make those type of plays because if he doesn't, where are they going to come from? Where are they going to come from? So by default, you know, I can't just throw him into by knowing that. I'm sorry, by knowing that I can't just throw him into the number one MVP guy. To for me, it's Aaron Rodgers. It has to be Aaron Rodgers. If if it's not Aaron Rodgers, maybe Tom Brady. Maybe Tom Brady. That that that's just that's just me speaking. Now, is Lamar Jackson not in the conversation? I definitely didn't say that. He's in the conversation. However, how much of the conversation is he in? Because you look at his numbers as well. His numbers are, are nowhere near where they they were 20, 2019. So, with that being said, I, I can't throw him in in the, the top part of the MVP getting uh, votes uh, right now. All right. So let's see. All right, so we got a question. So how many wildcard spots can there be? 
Washington moved to a wildcard spot above the Vikings after they beat Seattle last night. Uh, I want to say it is two wildcard spots per per conference. Uh, hold on. Wow. All right, so, no, my bad. I'm sorry. It is three. Yep, so, so, yeah, so they basically want to make three, so they make three wild card uh, games is what's supposed to happen. So, the, the one team gets to buy, other teams play each other, um, and then that's when uh, the winner of those wild cards will move on. Um, so instead of having those, uh, you remember how they used to have the, the two wild card games or the two teams play the wild card, and then they'll go from there. So now it's a wild card, and the team that's uh, uh, in uh, the last part of the division um, will play the other wild card team. Now that'll basically have, them have that third game. So now – um, and then they'll move on from there. So, uh, matter of fact, uh, next week, uh, I'll put in the playoff format. Uh, good question. And I'll basically show you guys what the, 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 the new format would be. So basically instead of the six team is now going to be seven teams, uh, in the, the wild card, um, in the, in the playoffs from each, uh, each side. All right. So, uh, moving along. Oh, my bad. Going forward. Uh, talking about Tampa Bay. Uh, so for Tampa Bay, um, they they have a bright future. They they have everybody that they need. It's just a matter of, of how how long is Tom Brady going to continue to play. That that's that's it. How long Tom Brady's going to continue to play? Now the other thing moving forward, I think most of these guys or a good bit of these guys signed one year deals. Are they going to turn around and do a one year deal again? Depending on how far they go, or if they win the Super Bowl, do they turn around and say, Hey, look, bro, I just keep one deal in it, one year deal in it. Until somebody beat us, I don't know if that's going to be the case. Um, so, with that being said, I, I expect some big offseason moves from the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, whether they win or lose the Super Bowl, because financially, I just don't see it making much sense moving forward to keep that team together. So, all right, moving along. All right, so the next next game, um, this game was pretty much uh, an even kill type of game, as you guys see in the stats and, and so forth. Um, the, the one thing I want, want to say, uh, we'll give a huge shout out to, um, as you guys, as we call him here, uh, Cardero Patterson, um, it's just Cardero, Cardero, uh, Patterson. He, this guy is everywhere. <laughs> he, he is everywhere. Um, he's, he's, he's like Debo Samuel. Um, so when it comes down to it, he runs the ball, he catches the passes, he, he can make, he can return it if you need him to run it. Heck, I think he can even throw the ball if you need him to throw it. Um, and he's doing everything for the Falcons in, in, to where, you know, it's it's being overshadowed to where this man is going 60 70% of the offense, probably even more than that sometimes. Um, and he's just giving you everything he can give you. And all, all you got to show for it is a five and six record. Now, the Falcons got to hurry up and find some defense. They have to. They they have to. to for, for me, this was a, a, a struggle win 
this is a struggle win for the Falcons. The reason why I say it's a struggle win for the Falcons is because you look at it. You take out uh, Patterson. Yeah, Russell Gage came off, uh, got a, rece- a receiving touchdown. But look at those numbers for, for Matt Ryan. Pedestrian uh, type of numbers against the Jaguars. The, the Jag- We're talking about the Jaguars. Yeah, I know the Jaguars got a, 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 a signature win from for beating the Bills or whatever earlier this season. Um, but still, they're still the Jaguars. They're a young team. Uh, they're unproven. They're, they're not disciplined at most of the time. For, for, for you to, to struggle with them, it says a lot about your ball club and, and, and you guys basically saying, hey, okay, where do we think we are and how we how we think we can we can go out and, and, and beat the, beat up on this team. Now, with that being said, uh, on the flip side of this, it's, it's a good sight to see Trevor Lawrence is not giving so many turnovers like he had been early on in the season. Because at, at times, you know, people were saying, wait a minute, we shouldn't pick this kid overall number one because of some of the stuff. Because you know how you know some of the analysts like to write stories and so forth because you know a guy is not performing the way he he should have been performing because of how he was drafted. Now we start to put certain uh, levels of expectation on him. A big point in this was with Baker Mayfield, him being the number one overall pick. He he is not afford to 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 have a bad of a season that he's having. And I think that's to, for me that, that his, his brashfulness and his, him boasting about himself and his ability and so forth. I think that's one of the things that gets him in trouble a lot because, because now, you know, he, he feels, Hey, I'm the number one guy. I am the guy. Everybody else after me was a guy. So with that being said, it's, it's kind of like gets him into trouble in, in certain times with Lawrence. You, you don't, you haven't heard this guy come out, and speak like that or, or play like that. He just, just comes out and tries tries to do what he's he's coached to do. And I just would like for them to turn around and, and rebuild the defense like they, they they did. They got some good pieces on offense. They got to rebuild the offensive line and the defensive line. They have to rebuild both of them in the draft. Hopefully they keep people around like, you know, the, some of the receivers that they have, the Martin Jones, the, the contract will Starting to realize this career, Chenault's a good piece. Uh, and James Robinson, kudos to that guy. Hopefully he stays there as well because he's going to start to get uh, some of the rumblings based on what he's did, what he has done in the league, basically becoming a being an undrafted guy and now end up being uh, one of the, the premier backs um, in that particular division. So with that being said, if he continues to do what he, he's doing, I, I imagine some team is going to probably call him up and, and say, hey, look, you know, what are you doing in this, this offseason? Or maybe may good, of good trade value for uh, the Jaguars going forward. So, all right. Um, all right, next game will be the Titans versus the Patriots. Um, this, is, this isn't um, – uh, hold on. We got a question. Before I get to this game, I got a question. All right, so – so the Vikings have been booted out of wild card spot. Then there were two team, two other teams that always possessed the wild card spot, and then Washington got one last night. So, uh, hold on.
Yeah. So. Yep. the The Vikings have been pushed out. The Vikings have been pushed out. Um, the thing about it is, it's probably the head to head. The head to head against another team is probably what's pushing them, pushing them in uh, the playoffs over the Vikings, the Washington Football Team. That is. So their game against Detroit um, could be one of the things that can help them get get break that tiebreaker or whatnot. Um, but as of right now, they're not in the playoffs if the season ended today. So if, if I were you, I would look at their schedule, see what other favorable matchups they have or either the tiebreakers, and then you'll kind of know what are the, the kind of must-win games. Obviously, every game is important going forward trying to make the playoffs. But if if they're going to turn around and, and, and maybe win a game that they're not supposed to win, um, that, will, that will definitely help them. So now – you started bringing other tiebreakers for the, that last uh, wild card spot. So, all right. So, getting to this game, um, the Patriots versus the Titans. Uh, for for me, this this wasn't a head scratcher. I know it's a head scratcher for some people. Um, it's just like I always tell you guys: um, the formula uh, is run game, play defense. If you can't do either one of them, you're in trouble. You're in a, in a world of hurt. Um, the Patriots can do both. The Patriots can do both. And I told everybody uh, the Patriots run game has always been underrated. Outside of the year they had the Garrett Blunt when he scored, I think it was 18 touchdowns or whatnot, they've always been underrated run game-wise. The, the LeGarrette Blunts, the Corey Dillons or whatever, uh, those are the guys that, that were legitimate threats as people viewed them. Um, everybody else was kind of questionable. Even with Falk, you know, um, you know people were looking at him like, ah, oh, well, we don't know if they they they're legit or not. So with, with that being said, uh, it's just like what what Austin is saying. Uh, you know, people are sleeping on on the pets. Um, you you can't, that has been that much. That has to be some real good sleep at this point. Reason reason why is because you looked at it. Uh, I think the Bills had a three game win streak in the AFC East uh, or over uh, a win game over the the Patriots. You're three games ahead of them. And then now all of a sudden, in a matter of four or five weeks, the Bill, uh, the, the Patriots have caught them and taken the lead in the division. I will tell you this. They play each other over the next, I think, next three weeks. They play each other two times. Um, so with that being said, if that's going to let us know everything we need to know about this division and what team is superior versus the other team. If they split now it gets real, real interesting. If it, whatever, if, if if the team goes two and zero against them, I I can definitely see the other team. Shoot, they possibly may not make the playoffs. Just looking at it, because if if if, if the teams continue to trend that where they are trending right now, one of those teams could possibly not make the playoffs whatsoever. And it's just it's just crazy to think about. So, all right, so. Yeah, you <laughs> you're right. Hey, you're definitely right, Austin. Um, you you're definitely right. Um, I, I tell I tell people we don't they don't need Mac Jones to have a 300 yard game. They don't need Mac to get three touchdowns. Mac can can get one touchdown, 200 yards, and and if their run game has close to 100 yards and, and maybe a touchdown or two, they can live with those results as long as they don't get the, give up the big play. They don't give up the big play, they're good to go. 
And oh yeah, by the way, they can score if they need to score on offense. You know, they can, they can, I can come out into the twin tight end set, maybe three tight end set if I need to, um, because they have the ability to do so. I, I can split some of my running backs out wide and, and have them go catch a couple passes for me. So, so the, the Patriots are an interesting team and shout out to them for, for, for realizing what they have and, and, and basically saying, Hey, okay, look, let, let's move this forward. Um, Tennessee, I, I don't know where you go from here. Derrick Henry is a huge loss, but it shouldn't be this big of a loss for you guys. But now your offense is, is totally just, just mediocre. You, you, not looking good for y'all. Not looking good whatsoever because you're another one of those teams that, hey, you know, you had a big stranglehold over the the AFC, not just the, the division, the AFC, because they have notable wins now. Let's let's be real. Tennessee has some notable wins. Um, I think they beat uh they beat the Rams. I wanna say the Bucks. No, I don't know if they played the Bucks. I think they beat the Rams, Packers, and somebody else they beat. Oh, the Chiefs. So they, they have some big wins over some teams. It's just a matter, but you still have you have some significant losses now too, because you did lose to the Jets. Just just being honest, you lost to the Jets um, for whatever reason you did. Um, so with that being said, the, if it were me, I would I would panic. I would panic because you, yeah, you released Adrian Peterson, but now you 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 got a run game, but that run game is is that a legitimate run game? Or is that because of it's garbage time? It's garbage time for you. Because, yeah, you have you have two guys over 100 yards, one touchdown, but you end up with 13 points. If anybody asks me, I got two guys over 100 yards, shoot, we, we, should, be, we should be winning that game. But then you turn around and look at the receiving, just like what I said, or, or the, the passing, not even 100 yards passing. Not even 100 yard passing, and you get blown out 13 to, I mean, 36 to 13. So, you definitely have to address some stuff in the offseason. Uh, for, for me, I, I will continue to build my defense because you're losing some people on defense. You, you're struggling playing defense now. Um, so, some of the, the losses over there were, were huge. Um, and then, on top of this, I, w- I would turn around and we need to go, get another tight end because I'm, I'm sorry. The, the loss of Johnny Smith was was probably too big for you guys to to overcome, especially not having a Derrick Henry. So for, for me, I, I just think I just think they need to turn around. And, and if you're not gonna get a replacement for Henry, that's fine. You believe one of these guys is it, whether it be Freeman or, or Foreman or Hillard, that that's fine. But you need to to have that threat at the tight end position again, because if nothing else, he's my safe my safety blanket. He's my safety blanket. So we can't run it down people's throats. You know, I can dink and dunk to my tight end to loosen up the coverage to where now I can get some of my other receivers involved and so forth. Because nobody fears Hilliard or Foreman. They probably still won't fear. They'll probably just say, hey, you know what? So what you have a 10 yards of carry? We don't care about you. But they fear King Henry. They, they fear it because not just him averaging the 10 yards, but he can turn around. to He can get it to the end zone. He can stiff arm two or three people and just barrel over the other guys and get into the end zone. You don't have that same type of threat in those other guys. You just don't. So move forward. Hopefully they figure it out. Um, because, you know, the Patriots dominated this game from, from start to finish. From start to finish, 
it looked like you know the Patriots was having a practice uh, against themselves. So, all right, uh, moving along. All right, so the Chargers and the Broncos. This is one of those uh, one of those ugly games. Um, when I say ugly games, I, I talk about you know one quarterback didn't look like himself, and the other quarterback he he kind of looked like himself, but uh, he, he wasn't effective. And then you know getting getting banged up along the way. You bring in some some, some one of the other quarterbacks with the with the Broncos, Bridgewater and Drew Locke. And, and then now you turn around and you you basically take this guy. I wouldn't say he had a. I wouldn't say he, he was he was going through you know some some good stuff with Bridgewater or whatnot. But you you kind of mess up the chemistry, taking him in and out of the game and so forth. Regardless of yeah, okay, it gets hurt. That's one thing. But one week, you know, you, he still has to field questions of: Am I starting or is this kid starting? Who's the starter for the Broncos? So I think they need to say, hey, look, Bridgewater, are you the guy or you're not the guy? It's fine. We're gonna go with Drew Locke. Drew Locke, if you're not the guy, we're gonna we're gonna quit putting you in the game. Now, if you put him in the game because hey, you you know you're up by two scores or whatnot, you know, no harm, no foul. But it, for for me, the Broncos defense won them this game. The Broncos defense won them this game, hands down. Quarterbacks, you know, you you got one touchdown, one interception between y'all. Less than 200 yards of offense. Your, your run run game was was decent. You you got um, 100 plus yards in, in, uh, on the ground. But for me, I think it was certain in those guys doing what they needed to do. Finally, starting to act like the defense everybody was looking for. Now, I don't know if this is the fool's goals part of it or or not because it is the Chargers. The Chargers to me have been off the last couple of weeks. It, in fact, ever since the Ravens beat them, they just they just haven't seemed like themselves. I don't know if it, if it was Justin Herbert is basically saying, "Hey, we're just trying to get to the playoffs," or or you know, we're trying to beat just the teams in our division or whatever. But this doesn't seem like the same team that went toe to toe with Kansas City and beat them early on in the season. It just doesn't seem like the same team. Um, for for me, um, I, I need them to recommit themselves to the run game. I got it. Austin Eckler may not be the guy. You have to find somebody uh, uh, to turn around and, and, hey, let's give us that shot in the arm we need for running, for preserving leads. Because if you get a lead with the Chargers, that lead is not safe because you have no run game to help uh, keep that lead. Keep that lead. Then on, on top of this, your defense is not playing defense the way they should be. Yeah, I got it. You, you guys got some injured people with Adderley and, and uh, Kenneth Murray. I don't know if he came back or not, um, but you got some people out. But at the same time, you still should be able to to, to hold your own with, with some of the some of the guys that's on that that defense. Some of the guys on that defense with with, with uh, James coming back, Derwin James coming back. You still should be able to. Hey, let's go out here and put a good product on the field to where hey, yeah, we can't get the takeaways, but we can kind of control you. We can kind of bend but don't break on defense. And it, it, without them doing that, for me, it's like every game's a shootout. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, when you run out of bullets, meaning your offense starts to sputter, now it becomes you're playing from behind and you're about to get blown out. The other team is basically happy because, hey, we are doing some stuff that we we are not accustomed to doing, meaning, hey, we are running the ball down you guys' throat. We, every team you play probably doesn't have a, a really great run game. 
And then, oh, yeah, by the way, we're playing good defense on y'all because, hey, you guys are one-dimensional. You can't run the ball with the chart with the charge. So huge win for uh, the Broncos. Hopefully this will take some pressure off of Vic Fangio. Probably not um, because I tell you right now, if he doesn't make the playoffs, his seat is still going to be warm. His seat is still going to be warm. Now, if the Chargers continue to nosedive like this, now the seat starts to to, to warm up for so, uh, Staley, for, for Staley, Coach Staley. If not, you may be out of there. He may be out of there because I'm being honest with you, um, Anthony Lynn had made the playoffs. He beat the Ravens, and they still let him go. So I, I imagine you're probably going to get the same kind of talk if you guys don't make the playoffs you know, with the Chargers. So, all right, moving along. All right, so if you guys haven't already, uh, like I said, feel free to uh, hit the smash the like button, uh, comment, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, my, uh, I'm KD, the host of this Tuesday Talk Football, uh, and I basically talk to you guys each and every week about uh, all the different games. So tell your friends about us. Um, I, we're kind of this particular show is kind of new, but the channel itself is not new. Um, so. All right, so moving along to the uh, next game. Uh, this game was this game was good. Could have been better though. Could have been better. And I just think that the 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 Rams are not so much as just fool's goal, but they're unproven as well. We give them a lot of expectations without being proven. Um, because in the playoffs, they've they've let they've laid some goose eggs. They got to the Super Bowl a few years back, but outside of those things, it's like, why are they getting these heavy expectations? I got it. The roster is 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 amazing, but the roster doesn't win you games. <laughs> it, it, you have to execute to win these games, and as long as you don't execute, I don't understand how you get the expectations without executing. In this game. You know, you got three turnovers. Um, the three turnovers, you won't win many games against Green Bay Packers doing that unless Green Bay Packers have three turnovers of their own or or four turnovers. You you won't win many games. The reason why you won't win many games is because, look, the the, the Green Bay Packers, if nothing else, they get a lead, they're going to keep their run game intact. They are, period, point blank. As long as Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon is there, who, by the way, people are – giving them the same kind of head scratching that they gave us Ravens when we took J.K. Dobbins, when we had Gus, Gus Edwards and Mark Ingram still on the, on the roster at that point. People gave us a head scratcher for that. You, you, you gave us a head scratcher, but the fact of it is, is that, hey, we don't know the certainty of our roster going forward. So if this person leaves, we have to have, we have to have a contingency plan going forward. And, and that's the contingency plan. A.J. Dillon. As you guys can see, a banged up Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon turned around. Hey, look, I got you. I can be effective. I can keep drives going. And one thing about him, he is a, a stud when it comes down to being able to, to fall forward or keep his legs moving. He's, he's going to do that. There's nothing else. He's going to do that. Now, I just hope they don't run him into the ground to where he starts to get banged up as well. Because as you guys know, as the colder it gets, those licks start to hurt a lot more. You know people are going to want to tee off on them because guess what? They figure their whole dynamic as a team changes 
if this guy is not there to couple uh, be a compliment to uh, Aaron Jones. Back to the Rams. Van Jefferson, uh, great talent. He just dropped too many passes for me, for my liking. The reason why I say this is because we are playing probably a matchup of the NFC Championship. Probably. Probably. It's a good chance because one of these teams may take out the Cardinals. Just being honest, this could be a, a, a matchup, a preview for that. So with that being said, why not be on your best game? Outside of his 79-yard um, reception, he caught two other passes for 14 yards. Two other passes for 14 yards. He was targeted nine times. You can't, you can't do that. That's, that's criminal to me. You get targeted nine times, you catch three passes. And I, I tell you right now, I, three or four of them were definitely dropped. Three or four of the, 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 the incompletions were definitely dropped for Van Jefferson. You, you got to be better, especially if you're if you're going to be the clear number two or or one A or one B um, to to uh, Cooper Cup, then you need to, to play as such. You need to be able to rise to the occasion. If not, guess what's going to happen? You're going to slowly dwindle yourself out of the depth chart. With, especially with a receiver like Odell Beckham Jr., he's waiting for the opportunity. Now, I won't agree with it, but your play have your play is going to force the coaches to do stuff like that if you continue to, to be ineffective at times in game, when they, especially when the offense needs you. Now, Stafford didn't play a horrible game. Didn't play a horrible game. He had some some, some questionable decisions or whatnot. Um, I still say. The run game has to be better for, for them, for the Rams. The reason being is because most teams come in, hey, look, I'm going to drop five in the coverage every time. I'm going to drop five in the coverage every time. Because because guess what? How the Rams are going to kill me is the pass game. They're not going to kill me with the run game. I'll let them get their little 58 yards or 15 carries. I'll let them get that all year long. As long as nobody don't get no big long runs on us, and no touchdowns, running the running the ball for a long time. We good. We roll. I roll what we got. And, and it's and it's evident. Look at the, the time of possession. Green Bay had the ball almost 40, 40 minutes. It's a sixty. It's a sixty minute game, y'all. It's a sixty minute game. Green Bay had almost forty minutes. So just think about that. Just think about it. So. Um, kudos to, to Green Bay, staying, staying abreast of what they needed to do um, to, to stay ahead uh, over in the, the NFC. Uh, I think they're in second, second place right now. I think the Cardinals still got them by a game. Um, so they did what they needed to do to, to, to continue moving forward. The Rams, this is a big step, step back. So now you start to move closer, uh, further and further out of the power rankings. I don't know how you continue to be. Uh, a, a favorite if you can't win these type of games, the bigger games. Um, somebody put up a graph the other day on, on social media somewhere and basically was saying, hey, the, the Rams have one signature win, and that was over the Buccaneers. Everybody else was, was kind of a below 500 type of teams they win. They lost all the games over the teams that are, are well above 500. So is that is that what we got to look forward to? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Hopefully the Rams can to right this ship and turn it around and get back to their winning ways. 
All right, so next game, um, before I go too far into this, uh, I just want to give a little bit of appreciation to Debo Samuel. Uh, Debo Samuel is, is becoming um, – he's a favorite. He's, he's becoming a fan favorite when I'd say outside of the San Francisco 49ers fan base um, because the guy just goes out and balls out. He just – he just tries to do everything he can for the team. Uh, you know, if I can't if I can't do it in the receiving game, I'm gonna do it in the run game. You know, if I can't do it in the run game receiving, man, I, I'll jump I'll jump right there and get a punt. You know, you need me to play some defense, shoot, I'll do that too. Um and and, and it's 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 crazy to me because San Francisco thrives once he gets multiple touches in different aspects of the game. If you just leave him as a receiver and don't run him. The offense starts to, you know, they fluster. They're not, they're not good. It's almost like panic, you know. Once you give him the ball, he's just super dynamic. And the thing about it is, he opens it up for other players. <laughs> it, it's crazy because if he's if he doesn't get those run those running touches or those carry, who knows what what teams can do? Just sitting there, and just tee off on Elijah Mitchell, Elijah Mitchell, um, and Wilson. Because these guys are still unproven when it, when it comes down to it. Elijah Mitchell has had some good games or whatnot, but he is not he is not the 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 Trey Sermon. He is not the most star. So when it comes down to it, it's like, oh okay, he can he can get you a hundred yards, but is he really gonna be that guy? Whereas with Debo get it, it's like, wait a minute, this is Mr. Yards have to catch himself or yards have to carry himself. I, I don't want him getting these particular plays. So now we send a jet jet sweep motion. Or yeah, jet sweep motion. I have no choice but to follow Debo Samuel. I have to. If I don't follow Debo Samuel, I am I am of my own demise if I don't give him that 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 respect. So as I do that, now I leave it one on one with probably my second or third depth uh, linebacker, or maybe a defensive tackle. Everybody knows the defensive tackle is probably not the, the fastest guy. So one move misses. I'm out. I'm out the back door. Elijah Mitchell, that is. So, huge shout out to to for the the 49ers understanding what they have and not trying to put it too much into Jimmy G's hand. I said this and I'll say it again. Jimmy Garoppolo is is a game manager. Then against him, you, you need those guys around. He is not the guy that's going to go out and get you a four touchdown game. If he does, he is on uncommon ground and he's probably not going to stay there long. He's not gonna get you 350 yards. He's not gonna go 30 for 35 or or, or, or whatever it may be. What you see on the screen, 17, 26, 215, those are around average for this this man. And and it's cool. No harm, no foul. On the other side, Minnesota has to get their defense back. They 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 got too many injuries. They can score points. Points is never gonna be an issue for them. The, the, the issue is always going to be for them is their defense. Dalvin Cook, Madison, these guys are, are, are fine. I just think if the defense could, could stop people a little sooner or a little bit more, you wouldn't have to do as much on the offensive side. And if you don't have to do as much as with, on the offensive side, you become more effective because now we know we don't get these shots off, uh, these opportunities all the time. Whereas with now, it's like, hey, wait a minute. We get this opportunity all the time because guess what? As soon as we get the ball, somebody turns us over, or either somebody we get a three and out, and now we're back on the field. 
And then, oh yeah, by the way, we we fought, we we uh, fizz out again. That that's just not good. It's not good. So for for me, I, I need their defense to step back up. Um, the season is not over for them. As we was talking uh, in uh, with uh, one of the guys, uh, asked about them, basically saying, hey, are they in the playoffs? They were in the playoffs until the the Washington football team won their game last night with the, against the Seahawks. So now they're out, but the they still can make the playoffs. They just have to buckle down and do what they need to do to get to that particular point and realize the playoffs are not a, a thing in the past for them. They can still make the playoffs. They just have to come in and play Viking football and stop worrying about how things look or who do we want to be? Do we want to be a pass-happy offense? Do we want to be a running offense? How are we going to control the clock if our defense can't stop players or stop other teams? So. Other than that, uh, I think I think they'll be I think they'll be okay. I think they'll they'll probably make that wild card spot. I, I just don't I don't I see some teams that are that are moving around that probably won't stay where they are. So there's some difficult matches coming up over the next four weeks. So it's gonna get real real shaky uh, really quick for some teams. All right, and moving to the last game of the night, which is the Monday night football game against the uh, Seattle Seahawks and the Washington football team. Not going to spend too much time talking about this one. Um, I will tell you this, the Seattle Seahawks has been my biggest disappointment uh, thus far of the season. Uh, reason being is because the the expectations, um, and I say expectations because people were giving Russell Wilson the, the, the hey, the ultimate competitor award, the, the – Mr. Perseverance or whatever you want to call it, because he's always came out on top of ugly games or, you know, there's opportunity to be made and he can make it and, and so forth and so on. And I put them as my disappointment, not because of Russell Wilson, it's because of how he is being managed and the things that are around. Him. We have been saying this for, for at least four years. Get this man an offensive line. You got him a, a makeshift offensive line. What do you do? You turn around and let half of them leave in free agency. One of them gets injured. Um, you don't bring in anybody in the draft because you want, you 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 overtrade for Jamal Adams that, that you still don't know the verdict on that. Is, was it worth it or was it not worth it? Because now he's not giving you what you need. You say what you want. He, he is not the, the, the New York Jets' Jamal Adams. He is a shell of what he what he could be. And then, oh, yeah, by the way, you don't have anything else around him. Yes, you, you have Wagner, who's who's great, by the way. Um, i seen a, a graph about him. You know, he's 100-plus tackles in the last five years. That's great. That's, that's great. But what that does, that does tell me is you have issues with people running the ball on you or dinking and dunking you, and there's nothing you can do about it. I, it's great that he has the tackles, but how often is your doggone offense off the field for him to continue to do this? Week in, week out, 10, 12 tackles. For me, yeah, that's cool. My defensive guy is doing that, but why do we keep putting him in that situation? Hey, bro, go relax. We're about to go on a 10-minute drive. I'm, I'm talking about a little 10-minute drive straight up. If you if you don't do that, if you don't give him an opportunity to 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 do as such, then guess what? There there's a there's an issue. There's an issue 
when, when it comes down to, hey, look, man, I got it. You want to be a tackling machine, but we don't want to put you in that situation. We want to put you in a situation where, hey, you, you don't have you don't have 150 tackles. Instead, you have 100 tackles. So, um, so a uh, question coming in. So uh, one, one musical boy is asking, why do you think Russell Wilson has been neglecting DK Metcalf as of lately? Because of, because of sheer arrogance. Arrogance, arrogance and, and, and lack of humility is something that's huge with uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is, is not the type to where he wants to get into arguments or want to fight or not, not so much a fight, but kind of taunt around and so forth. Russell Wilson just wants to play the game and be a tactician. Hey, I'm here. You can't stop me. I know you can't stop me. However, I'm not going to go to you and, and, and mimic some of the stuff that you're doing because of I'm a superior talent than you. I'm going to just beat you. And then at the end of the game, we can do whatever we want to do. If, if you want to talk trash at the press conference, that's fine. I'm going to take the high road. I'm not going to do that. Um, Metcalf lashing out at, at some of the players, some of the other players, then starting to, he's starting to take it off field. Like, for instance, one of his notable things was against Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp was basically telling him, correcting him on something during the game. After the game, he turns around and he basically criticizes Shannon Sharp about, hey, don't tell, basically saying, hey, don't tell me what to do. Yada, yada, you're a has-been. And he's like, look, I'm telling you this because I've been there, done that. Go go look at the tape. And it went on back and forth. And then he ended up, once he seen, I guess he seen Shannon Sharp's numbers or whatnot, he kind of backed off of it. But still, it's just those type of things. And to, for me, I just think DK Metcalf is not focused on the game itself. He's focused on image instead of the game of, of contributing to the game and being the star performer that we know he can be. One catch for 13 yards against the Washington football team. I want to know who is the person that guarded him all night. That's me as a fan looking at outside looking in because I don't think that that player is on the Washington football team's roster to lock him up to do that. But guess what happened? Guaranteed, Ron Rivera was probably saying, hey, okay, look, how do we take this guy away? Is this guy really worried about individual matchups or he is a one-trick or two-trick pony? If he is, cool. We're going to take away that particular area that he wants to get into. Nobody really has to guard him. And because he's not being, he's not dialed in, guess what? He, he's strictly frustrated. Now as he's frustrated, he may say something crazy to Russell Wilson in the, in the huddle. Hey, man, I was open. Give me the ball. Russell Wilson like, uh-huh, I got you. Because remember, I told you, he's a tactician. And he's not going to just get out there and just throw it to you just because. I'm not going to just throw it to you just because, just because you're telling me that. In, in case in point, it shows you. Target four times. Target four times, one catch. Which, it is what it is. So, that's something they're going to have to live with going forward. Uh, hope hope they, they're able to rectify the situation. Uh, I do I do tell you guys this though. Do not be surprised if Russell Wilson is not in the Seattle Seahawks uniform, and the team that they played tonight could be one of the suitors. Do not be surprised. Just just telling you that. So be be real. Be don't be surprised he's not on the Seattle Seahawks, but you could be surprised that he ended up with the Washington Football Team. So just just putting it out there. All right. Um, 
So those were the end of the – that was the last game. So I'm going to take these off. All right. And so now we give you guys my power rankings, right? And then we're going to get out of here. I'm going to close it out. All right. All right. So this is the last week's rankings, the Cowboys, Packers, Titans, Bucks, and the, the Cardinals. And this is this week's. Um, so I'm going to just basically talk to you guys about um, each one of them. The Ravens, the reason why I put the Ravens there is because of what the Ravens have done thus far based off the schedule, based off the the the, the hand that they were dealt with the injuries, how they executed, because they didn't execute it uh, great for the entire season. There have been some struggle games. But for some odd reason, you know, they have been the cardiac uh, cardiac kids when it comes down to certain games. And it wasn't all the games, you know. We, the Ravens had one um, blowout win, real blowout, uh, was against the Chargers. They had a, a, another good game against the, the Broncos, 23-7. But for the, it took the second half of the season, I mean the second half of the game, for them to blow it open or or get some distance between them. For that, Outside of that, every other win has been one to six points uh, type of win, type of win. Um, when it comes down to their season. So if they can they, – I won't say they continue this way, but if they can improve, I can see them moving up um, more in the power ranks. Right now, this is probably their ceiling. This is probably the ceiling of where they're going to go in the power rankings, and that's fine. And the reason why I say this is probably as far as they're going to go because you don't know if you're going to get this from the defense each and every week. If you get this from the defense each and every week, they can probably move up. But right now, this is probably, like I said, as far as the power rankings go, this is probably a ceiling for the Ravens, okay? All right. Um, and looking at their schedule, their schedule is uh, Pittsburgh. They have Pittsburgh, um, Cleveland, Green Bay, Cincy, the Rams, and then Pittsburgh again. So this could also dictate how they finish when, when it comes down to the power rankings because you don't know how they're going to end up you know, they're going to get more injuries or they're going to get some people back or they're going to win some of these games that they're not supposed to win, uh, so forth and so on. So until any of that happens, like I said, I think this is the ceiling uh, for the Ravens as, as far as the power ranking. So until they play these games, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, all right, so number four, uh, I got the Patriots. Um and the only reason why I have the Patriots at four is because, like I said, these some of these teams play each other. So they got the Bills over the next two, three, uh, next three weeks, two times over the next three weeks. That's going to dictate to me if the Patriots are not only for real, but they really have, they really want, they really want to have championship aspirations. If they have championship aspirations after they get through these uh, both of the times with the Bills, playing the Bills. Right then and there, yeah, okay. They they warrant a move up in the power rankings, but at the end of the day, power rankings don't mean mean anything. You got to go out and play the games, execute, win these games, and then now we can talk about it. Because hey, power rankings you can you can be ten or, or more. That doesn't mean you can't get hot in the playoffs. You can you can be ten in the power rankings, barely make it, get there, and, and catch fire. You catch fire, so now guess what? Everybody is out to get you, but it's too late. Because guess what? The teams that are out to get you may have already got put out of the playoffs by you. 
if, if, if I if I catch fire, it's too late at that point. So um, next team, it's number three, uh, the Bucks. The Bucks got Atlanta, the Bills, the Saints, Carolina, the, the Jets, and then Carolina again. The Bucks, uh, there is one game I'm worried about with them, with the Bills. That's it. it, it they can win out, though. And this is exactly how they did it last year. They were, uh, I want to say, seven and five or something like that at the at the um, at the the week last year. And guess what? One out, one out, two including playoffs, one Super Bowl. So with that being said, you can probably see the same type of thing again. You see the same type of thing now. The one thing I worry is right outside of the Bills. They, they don't have a test for quite some time. So I can see them getting in the playoffs. Depending on how their health is, they can be a little little bit stagnant, a little bit reserved because of that. Hey, we haven't really played as great of competition, so now we can come in a little flat. So that could be a possibility for the Bucks in the playoffs. So that's something that uh, look out for uh, in the playoffs. All right, uh, number two is the Cardinals. They're coming off their bye. Um. They had the Bears, they got the Bears, Rams, Lions, Colts, Cowboys, and then the Seahawks. Um, same thing with them. They really don't have any competition until the Colts and the Cowboys. So, because, well, let me rephrase that. They do have competition with the Rams, but you don't know what kind of Ram team, what Ram teams you're going to get. Because if you get that Rams team that, hey, okay, we're stagnant on offense, and oh yeah, by the way, the defense is not playing uh, superb. Then guess what? It's an issue. It's, it's an issue for them. Now, I, I will tell you this: if Kyler Murray is not back by the time they play this game, then I'm gonna lean more towards the Rams winning this game because I just don't see McCoy going out and and beating a Rams team. I just don't see it. If, if, if the Rams lose to Colt McCoy dead offense, then against them, he's just not Kyle Murray. Um, and then, oh yeah, by the way, DeAndre Hopkins has to be back as well. Because if, if there's no D Hop and no Kyle Murray, you can almost go ahead and put the win in the column for the Rams. It just it, it is what it is, and it's going to suck because now you, you basically give up what little lead you had in that division and possibly the number one seed to now you're in the middle of the pack. Uh, in the NFC, and then, oh, yeah, by the way, you being in the middle of the pack, that, that means you won't get the favorable matchup like you need uh, in, in the playoffs. So, all right, and n- number one, obviously, is uh, the Green Bay Packers. Um, there's The rest of their schedule is they have a bye week. They got the Bears, Ravens, Browns, Vikings, and Lions. Um, looking at all these teams, um, there's no competition for them. The, I could say, yeah, the, the Ravens will be some kind of competition for them, but everybody knows my Ravens have been giving up big plays all, all year long to pass happy offenses. But are we going to see the same type of Ravens defense that we seen yesterday against the Browns? Who who knows? It's yet to be determined. That's why I want us, I can't wait to see this game. Can't wait to see this game to see how um, the, the Ravens do when it comes down to this particular offense because, oh, yeah, by the way, they have a run game. So you can't just sit here and say, hey, look, I'm going to just drop everybody in coverage. I got to respect their run game as well, which the Ravens are good 
in, in the run game. I think they're in the top ten. Um, but that pass game, it, it's it's an Achilles heel for them. Uh, for for them, basically giving up 30, 40 yards uh, on on big plays and so forth, or allowing the most twenty plus yard uh, passes in the NFL. You, you have to get that that situated because if not, Aaron Rodgers is going to pick you apart. I promise you. So, um, but yeah, those are my uh, power rankings. And with that being said, I'm gonna go ahead and get out of here. I talked to you guys long enough. <laughs> I expected it to be a, a hour and thirty minutes. I'm, I'm over my time that I wanted to be. Uh, but uh, if you guys stuck around, uh, thank you guys again uh, for all the love and support you guys have given us. And, and uh, we'll see you guys sometime next week. Uh, until then, uh, you guys take it easy. Peace. Are you ready, Jerry? I'm ready. I just want to make sure you're ready, brother. Show me the money. Oh, you didn't know? Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. Every day I'm hustling. You put my shoes on, you wouldn't last a mile. for a separate CoQ10 supplement. Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Superbeats Heart Chews Advance are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Superbeats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL.